all kinds of symbology. What is at stake? It is a big idea. A new world order where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind. My question to you is, in any of your government jobs, have you ever been briefed on the subject of UFOs? And if you have, when was it? What were you told? Well, if I had been briefed on that, I'm sure it was probably classified and I couldn't talk about it. When I got out in 1989, we had cataloged 57 different species. We walked over to one side of the lab and he said, by the way, we've discovered a base. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. And welcome to another exciting episode of Skywatchers Radio from the Deep South, or as they call us, the Sunshine State. I bid you greetings and salutations to all listening live on the Dark Matter Radio Network and, of course, on good old PSN Radio. I am Angel Espino, and with me always is my co-host, Alan. Alan, how you doing, my friend? Welcome to another exciting episode. So excited. Uh, yeah, I'm so excited as well. I just had my shot of caffeine, and I'm not saying who it's from, but it's five bucks. I had the latte grande grande kind of latte kind of fun, uh, half-skim latte. Uh, I've had enough caffeine mm, in me that I am bouncing off the walls, and I, 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 I think, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a, a, a long night. Uh, yeah, definitely, it's going to be a long night. Yeah, way too much caffeine. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And that's actually not that much more than he normally acts. Like that's, that's very close to right. the way he acts. Yeah, that's not a whole lot more. I mean, you, you usually are pretty high strung. Right? Are you on uh, this uh, coffee rush all the time? Is this why you're so high strung, dude? Because you're not that no, far no, off from normal. No, no, no. I didn't say I was having coffee. I said I had caffeine. Caffeine. Two oh, totally wow. different things. You know what's really upsetting in Florida? I can't I'm believe Cuban. that. All we believe is coffee down here. Cafe. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm Caucasian. I'm so white. My name is Leche. Yes, he actually um, is, folks. Uh, he kids you not. Go ahead, Leche. But by, by the way, Leche. For those of you that uh, don't speak Spanish at all, uh, means white milk, um, or just milk. I don't know. I always mix up the two. I mean, for um, a while, we're, we're actually for a while when we used to work together, we used to call you Powder. I'm just saying. <laughs> Hey, listen, you know, that was a great, great movie, you know, now that I think about it. Uh, that was if anybody, a good movie. If anybody out there has actually seen the movie, really enjoyed it, and want to talk the metaphysics of that, hey, don't forget, you guys can call in. It's a ton of listeners that were seeing the numbers by tonight. We want people to call in. So, Angel, why don't you tell everybody what the Please. phone number is? Please call us. There's so many ways. Well, actually, there's two ways. One, you can call us up on Skype. Look us up, PSN Radio. You can find us that way. Uh, the easiest way, though, for anybody west of the Rockies, east of the Rockies, in the inner earth, wherever you may be, you could call us at 786-245-8127. If there is a long-distance charge, yeah, I'm sorry. You know, it kind of happens, dude. This is the Internet Radio. But we really want to hear from you guys, so please call in. We have a, a great guest tonight. Uh, Joshua Shapiro is going to be with us, and we're going to talk about crystals, skulls. Huh? It's an interesting subject. I know you're interested in this. I, I actually am. I actually have been in the presence of one of the famous crystal skulls. Uh, funny as it is, I was at a uh, ghost hunting convention by the guys that ran TAPS that was in Tampa about five years ago or so, and one of the real crystal 
people's skulls were there. It wasn't someone, it wasn't a recent, you know, it wasn't one of the ones that it's like, yeah, we can't carbon date it for some reason, which, you know, I really hate when people say, yeah, we can't carbon date it because it just came from the sculptor in China. Now, cool uh, question. Yeah, well, happens. yeah, then, yeah, there's that. Yeah. I was about to say, did you get any telepathic, uh, you know, signals or messages from the skull? Like, did it tell you something like, where's my body? Or, or, no, 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 it didn't. It, I'm it, having it, phantom it, limb syndrome because I feel arms, but I'm just a skull. Nothing like that? No, 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 but I will tell you this. It was rather interesting. Um, the skull itself is obviously crystal, but when you put a compass near it or uh-huh. a magnet, it, it did actually attract. So mm. I, 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 I found that I found that rather interesting that something that's made out of crystal can be magnetic. So at least magnetic, where at least we could see something happening. And obviously the ghost hunters that's put magnetic meters to it and other things. So yeah, I, I, I'm re- you know it's not my sole passion in life, but uh, I find it rather interesting. And obviously I can't wait to rip to shreds that wonderful, wonderful Lucasfilm movie that wasn't star Wars called Indiana Jones and the crystal skull. Well, where are we going to start on that one? No, no, what do you start start with Mutt Jones swinging through the uh, veins and uh, the monkeys? I mean, where where do you start on that movie? Nuke the fridge. Uh, uh, Shia LaBeouf. As Indiana Jones' son, that's where we'll start. We'll just start, <sighs> you know, failure. with that one. Yeah, um, I, I just, I when I saw that happen, and you know, and he's like, "Hey, pops," I'm like, "I'm like, dude, fucking belt." Oh, excuse hey, me, excuse me. I, I, I caught myself in time. I think, I, um, I, honestly, I think the guy should have got, you know, hey should should have gotten whapped upside the head. Really, I, 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 I want to see Indiana Jones take a slur, you know, reach out and just like. Don't talk to me that way. You're too young. Yeah, uh, but he's too old. I don't think he can, you know, smack anybody across the head like that. Well, I- I'm curious. Well, I don't know. He, you, you know, know I'm, he... not a, I'm not a Shia LaBeouf hater. I like some of his work. I actually enjoyed him in the Transformers movies. I thought he was fine in that. Uh, I'm not, you yeah. know, one of these dudes yeah. who hates Shia LaBeouf, but he really was just miscast in, in that movie. And the, the whole movie just didn't work. You know what's, tr- what's crazy? We waited so long for Star Wars prequels and for Indiana Jones to have another film, and then we got that. <laughs> Actually, speaking of the two of them combined, you know how I personally think the that Indiana Jones Crystal Skull movie sh- should have ended. Here's the um, how's this for a theory? As it should have ended when the, the whole temp- expl- when the explosion happened in the whole fridge. I mean, there was there should have been nothing else after that. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, do you know what? It's like, theoretically, can you actually survive a nuclear explosion inside a refrigerator? Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going to have to say no as well. Um, what was the, the new term that we have? Uh, bat squatch uh, poop? Is that what we're calling that one? Uh, squatch poo? Squatch poo. There we go. Squatch poo. Um, squatch poo. By the way, for those of you that missed last week's episode, you can find it online. We had a really, really great discussion for when we find something that we really, really have to call hoax or that just doesn't sound kosher. And uh, we're still taking suggestions for the right terminology to say, instead of saying bull Twinkies, um, we're looking for a better statement. So please, people, give us your suggestions of the new, I don't believe it, term that we should use on the show. I still like Um, bull Twinkies, though, I got to say. I'm I'm just saying. Bull Twinkies. Okay. Um, Yeah, but we, I want to do something really, you know, UFO-ish, alien-y, 
Um, you know, there's got to be something. Um, hey, if anybody has any suggestions, again, call in 786-245-8127. Love to hear from you. Absolutely. But, but let me jump back to the end of how Indiana Jones and the Crystal Souls should have ended. What really should have happened is as, as all the skulls were merging together and they're running away and then this UFO comes up from out of the temple, it should have been the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, I've heard that from fanboys. In fact, I think you said that on okay. the show here once before, by the way. Yeah, I did say it. I did yeah. say it. I really think that would have been the best ending, and that ties, you know, this will be Star Wars episode 975, where someone escapes the uh, galaxy far, far away using a Stargate that was big enough to get a ship through, lands on Earth, and that's how humanity is populated. And that explains everything, and that's why we should have lightsabers by now. I agreed with you the first time you said it. I think we need uh, lightsabers now, but that would be an interesting twist, wouldn't it? You what know, a way think to about it. the universes. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. You know, and, and you know, you know, everybody. Some people are voting to become Jedi as a religion. Now we can really go through with it because it yeah. lends plausibility. I, I, I think that would be a really, really cool thing. Um, you know, plus I think we should have a more elegant weapon for a more civilized time compared to some of the crazy weapons that we have out there today. I think uh, all duels and fights should be in an arena with lightsabers. I concur. I, I'm down for that. Now, Think about you, how all the politics will get solved. It's amazing. Yeah, but, but here, here's the thing, uh, Alan. Uh, let's say everybody does have lightsabers. You know everybody's going to want to go outside and use one of these things, right? You know people are going to go out fine. there. And, there's going to be so, like, so many epic battles, on, people on, getting cut on. in half. It's going to be. No, it won't. Like, Think about it. Think about it. Hold on, hold on. Think about it. No, it won't, and here's why. You can reach out to someone thousand plus feet away with a gun. You have to get up close and personal with a lightsaber. Yeah, but I understand that. But you know, there's a lot of fanboys that are gonna buy these lightsabers and they're gonna start trying everybody. And then people are gonna be hacked into pieces, so they're gonna have to go buy a lightsaber just to protect themselves. And it's gonna start. It's gonna be anarchy, man. It's gonna be crazy. Chaos is gonna rule the streets. It'll be back like the old times in the old west. You know, we don't want it to. So, so instead, of, so instead of gun. Con- Control, we should have lightsaber control. No, I think I, what I'm saying is the only person who should be allowed to have a lightsaber is me. That's what I'm saying. Nobody else. <laughs> really? I, 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 no, I, I could crack a joke on that, but I, 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 I'm going to choose not to. Wow. Oh, don't go could there. I crack a joke? Oh, don't oh, go oh, oh, there, oh, my I, friend. Don't, don't, don't. Don't oh, go there. I got some. I got some on. serious stuff I want to get to. So no, no okay. joking around. In fact, there is something very serious that's been going on in the last forty-eight hours, and I wanted to jump into it. And <clears throat> Alan, I, I just told you about this before we got on the call. Uh, you know, yeah. because uh, this is something that was troubling me yesterday. I uh, kind of like talked about it briefly on the Futures so, Theater. Yeah. You know, Futures Theater. We talked about it a little bit, and uh, Bill and Nancy were really nice to uh, let us, uh, you know, discuss it. Uh, but there's a friend of mine, uh, his name is Phil Hill, and um, this gentleman has uh, been going through some very, very uh, troubled times in the last uh, few months. Uh, somebody has been cyber-stalking him and uh, cyber-bullying him, and uh, this has been going on really for like 
28, 30 years, something like that. I don't know. It's, it's crazy. It's been going on for a very long time. Uh, now he, this person's taking it to the internet, though. Now now it's cyberbullying and cyberstalking, but the stalking, be, you know, was originally when they were kids. That's how it started. And right. I got a really disturbing phone call yesterday from my friend Phil, and uh, I have the audio of it. it you know, I, look, when anybody, when anybody calls into the station, automatically records a phone call. Automatically is recording. Right. This thing is recording twenty four seven. That's how it is. That's how we do it in the big studios. Everything's just always recording. Uh, so when he called in, he actually caught me off guard. I was watching pro wrestling, Raw. I was watching Monday Night Raw, and the thing started going off. The Skype went off, and next thing you know, I got my friend Phil on the line. He's running from somebody. He sounded like he was a little bit out of breath, um, and that's not really normal for him because normally he, he likes to hang out at home and just uh, you know chill and. You know, watch a little TV, maybe talk to his friend Zach. You know, you know, he's a very down-to-earth dude, you know what I mean? Just, even though he's a little bit of a space case every once in a while. But for the most part, very down-to-earth okay, sh- dude. Okay, show me someone, be so- show me someone that who, who works in this industry or who listens to this industry isn't a little bit of a space case once in a while. Well, see, we all- I- He's look. Phil is in a completely different industry. This is the thing. He's a special person, like I said, uh, special to me because, like I said, he's one of my best friends, uh, if not my best friend. I'm going to be honest with you, Alan. I mean, I know you and me we go oh, way back. Thanks. I mean, no, not to discredit our friendship. You and I go way back. I mean, how long have I known you now? Seriously, decade plus now. Right, easy, right. I haven't easy. known Phil that long, but me and him, you know, we became really good friends. Instantly, and and that never happens to me. And like usually, it takes a while for me to build up the confidence to be friendly with somebody to the extent that me and him are. We we hang out. You know, he's come down to hang out with us. Uh, he spent time with the family. You know, I spent time with him and his girl and his family. Just really nice right. people, and we we clicked. So when I got this phone call yesterday, I was really disturbed, man. I was like, I was. Out of my mind. I didn't sleep much last night. I really wanted just to fly out and uh, and go see him. He's out in Cali right now, and I wanted to fly out there and, and you know be a friend because dude's going through some scary times. And I told him that you know I wasn't gonna play this. Uh, then I called him back and I said, dude, I think I should play at least part of the uh, the audio. It's about it's a 25 minute phone call, folks. You don't want to hear the whole thing. It gets really really messed up. But there's like a five or six minute cut that I that I did piece together. Uh, for the audience here, just so you can kind of hear what's going on. So, well, if anybody g- out there the could lend some support, a little bit of a preface of what we're about to hear. Okay, this is again. I was watching Monday Night Raw, and I was just here at you know the studio with Petey, where you know we have a man cave where we do the other uh, show in our studio down here. You've been to the, to the studio; it's you know it's huge. We have the the glass where Petey is in the back. Uh, you know he does his right. producer stuff. Uh, I'm in front of the big board, you know, with the TVs, and I've got like a huge TV in the background. I got three monitors going on. It's like the Matrix in the studio here, New Logic Studios. Well, I wouldn't call it that. Well, you, dude, you're I not got the, like you're not the architect from the Matrix. No, Come no, on. but I got like four monitors and a huge TV in the back of oh, the monitors. Yeah, yeah. And then I got in the back, like in back of me, there's a 70 inch TV that you know that it's just there for movies and stuff when we want to like chill out. So we all you know hang out here and watch TV. Phil's come down here a bunch of times and we watched movies and whatnot. So this is the spot to hang out, you know, and he really, you know, caught me off guard. And I, I was so depressed after this phone call that I didn't sleep much last night because I was so worried about this. And in fact, I'm going to put the entire phone call up on YouTube because I know people are going to want to hear this, especially when they hear the audio that I'm going to play. And just for his own safety, I want to 
put the entire phone call. And I asked for his permission. He gave me the permission. Um, so it will go on YouTube so people can hear what's going on in case something does happen to my friend, Phil. Because if something does happen to him and it gets to that point, well, you know, I'm something's got to be done. You know, some, there's got to be some record of what's happening to the guy, you know? We can't just have yeah. him be erased. Let's see, what's going on, folks? There's this man named Rick who's trying to erase his identity, basically. he's He looks a lot like Phil. <clears throat> Talks, sounds a little bit like him and everything. And he's going around the internet, cyber-stalking and bullying him and erasing his identity from the internet. Like, he's gone to websites and all kinds of troubles to destroy well, this person's credibility. Well, saying erasing or taking over his identity? Both. I mean, this like, this sounds like a bad plot to a really bad, you know, bad movie. But unfortunately, it, you're right. But it's yeah, it's, it's a real reality. Life. Now, how many times have we not seen like on Dateline and BC or something like something about bullies in school or whatnot? Right. Right? So, yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunately, we're not Dateline NBC or Dateline ABC or whatever that station is off of that show. You know, we're just Skywatchers Radio, but this is something that's troubling me. And again, we're in ufology. My friend Phil is in ufology also. He's a fellow ufologist, and I am worried about him. He's one of the first people when I got into ufology who reached out and became a good friend of mine. And uh, again, we clicked. We've been friends for years now. And uh, again, if anybody out there is in California who, you know, hears this, and can lend a hand and be there for him and, and help out, uh, please reach out to call us on Skywatchers Radio or call in, and we'll we'll love to be able to, to put you guys uh, in contact with him so he can have some backup and some support because he's not originally from California. He's from a little further up north, and where he's at right now, it's not really, you know, his area, so he doesn't know a lot of people, and he's really worried. He's not with his girl anymore, and, you know, he's alone, and, you know, the poor guy is going through a hard time. So let's, let's play the phone call. PD, please cue this up. Uh, let, let's play it for the audience. We're going to come back from from this, and we're going to discuss it. If anybody wants to call in to talk about the phone call or anything else, please do so. Again, 786-245-8127 is the call-in number. This is my friend Phil Hill, and we're talking. Again, caught me completely come off on, guard. Sheamus. Here we go. Get him, Sheamus. Yes! What the hell? Who the hell's calling Skype? Baby, shut the door. Then the uh, Skype's going off. You, 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 you. What? Man, this better be important. You know, some wrestling. Lower the Dude, TV's going off. No, the Skype's going off. Lower the TV. Yeah, I'm going to get it, all right? You're going to get it. Who's calling this <clears throat> PSN Radio. How can I help you? Hey, it's, it's, it's Phil Hill. It's UFO Phil. It's Phil! Uh... Pete, don't get mad. Uh, hold on, dude. We're watching. We're watching wrestling. Let me uh, tell the guys. I'm gonna keep this lowered. I definitely want to talk to you. Hold on, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, we're gonna shut this wrestling down for a minute. Phil, what's going on, man? I just I I wanted to talk to you since uh, I saw your post on Facebook. Uh, how's it going, man? What, what's happening? Um. Well, it's kind of everything's kind of really weird. It's, really scary I told you about this guy you know you, you yeah this know this Rick fellow this Rick fellow what's going on look I, I've I've been really worried all day man I've I was about to call the police to be honest with you but I know that Zaxxon would get angry and I don't want to anger Zaxxon if I involve the police so what's what's happening I, I mean I actually I I tried talking to the police I went down to the police station and they they say even though I have a restraining order against Rick still that they looked at the restraint, the actual document, and they said that it only prevents him from physically stalking me. Like, if he's online and doing the stuff that he's been doing, they can't, like, the, the 
police in Los Angeles can't do anything. So, because but how about cyber stalking? Man, this is cyber bullying. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's what I need to figure out because that. But those people, like the cyber stalking stuff, I, it's like goes to the through the FBI, and it's harder to get through to them, and they're they're really busy, and they're not they're just not responding to my calls, and I've tried sending them four emails. Things are getting worse. I'm just, dude. You honestly, know that this guy contacted me. I'm, I didn't tell you because you know I didn't want to like, you know, get involved in whatever was going on because I thought maybe it was a prank or something. I you know didn't think much of it, but he contacted me a few months ago, uh, telling me, "Hey, Jackal, this is the real you know UFO Phil, and I'm just you know I wanted to uh, reach out to you to maybe uh, do your show in the future and you know come clean." And I was I was like, "Really? I know Phil. I've hung out with Phil." What do you mean? Yeah, and he imitates me. He, well, you know, he he looks like me. He's only about an inch taller, and it's kind of creepy, really. Is I mean, he shaves his head and everything. I know, I know. Actually, for a while, he he wasn't. He was leaving me alone, and he was doing his own thing. And he was, you know, he grew like a beard and hair, and he was he was just leaving me alone, and he wasn't trying to look like me, but. The problem is that he's back, and then the damage that he's done even in the past is still out there. There's interviews that are on on the web that pretend to be me, but say, like, he's basically, well, can you keep a secret about this? Of course, man. This won't leave, you know, you and me. Don't, yeah. He's... I've known him since I was a kid. Right. And he's been following me, and he what he's trying to do is make everyone think that I'm like like I'm a fake person or something. Like he's me, and he's just pretending like he's being an actor and pretending to be me. And then people think that my cause and the things that I'm trying to accomplish are just a big joke. And he's ha- the problem is he's having an effect and it's working. And a lot of people now have you seen my Wikipedia, the Wikipedia page about me? I, I did. What, what's up with that? I mean, you linked it to me. And you're like, look, look what he's doing. And I mean, he's like completely made you look like you're not a real person. I know because he is he trying to like erase you? Well, I mean, it looks like he's trying to like take over your life, dude. He okay, so. I'm really, I'm going to look out the window because I keep hearing noises. I'm really afraid. Uh, if he shows up and physically tries to harm me, then I can call the police. But Phil, that's, that, that, might, that might not be a bad idea. Have you thought about getting the police involved? I mean, I would say go to Zaxxon, but I mean, how much could he help? He's, he's, I don't, he's Zaxxon can't get involved in certain things. Exactly. He can, I, can go, I can go with him. I can go away if it really gets scary, but it needs to be as a last resort. And so what Rick still has done is, you know, he used to, for a while, he, it's a long story, but and I know you know most of it, but he used to work yeah. for me in Spokane, mm-hmm. and I had him doing my website, and he was doing my social networking, and then he, he edited my movie. He added himself into the credits, and then he he didn't made even edit, he, he, didn't you tell me he didn't even edit all that much? It was like he did what like two or three days on the production or something like that. 
Yeah. And then he put himself as a director, and he uh, wasn't even the director. I know. And then I just let it go because, like, didn't want to hurt his feelings because I'm always trying to be nice Dude, to people. You're, you're, you're too nice, Phil, honestly. And you, you have, I, we've had this conversation before. You're way too nice to people, man. I know. Remember that guy who was saying uh, that he's your dad and he came back and just started taking money from you? Remember that guy? Now we got this guy, Rick's. I mean, when is it going to end? You got to start, you know, putting your foot down, man. I might have to come stay with you for just a while. Dude, I told you, we have an extra room down here in the pad in Florida. Come down. We'll take care of you. You know, Zaxxon is always welcome. You know, we have a good patio. We can, you know, chill in the back, have a couple beers. Nobody will bother you. And I really appreciate that. And I'm trying to be strong and deal with this, you know. And what's happening is he's having, he's making people not believe uh, the dog's barking. There might be someone outside. Let me Uh look. I'm so scared. I'm so scared. Don't be scared, folks. It's going to be okay, man. I got your back, brother. It's it's getting dark. It's it's dark. Be careful. Make sure you turn on the lights before you go outside. I'm just going to lock some of the closed window. Dog's going crazy. And there you have it, folks. So, Alan, I mean, what do you think, man? Like I said, I'm worried. It's a little bit on the creepy side, to say the least. Uh, It really is. Yeah, something don't sound right there. Uh, It's, yeah, something just don't sound right. Um, what, What more can I say to that one? All I got to say is I'm worried about my friend, uh, Phil Hill, the infamous UFO Phil. That's him. He's going through a a terrible mess right now. Please, everybody, send him your your warm wishes, your your best wishes, your your, your kindest words. Uh, Send him some nice messages on Facebook, Twitter, uh, whatever you can, ufophil.com. Go on his website. Send him something nice. The guy needs it right now. He needs that reinforcement. Uh, He needs support more than anything right now. He needs to know that well, he's loved. You know what I mean? Not by just you know his friends, but by a lot of other people out there who care about him. So whatever this guy is trying to do to him, he'd stop. I think if he sees us supporting him, he'll stop. Well, let's uh, let's hope. You know, if someone's fixated, you know, someone's fixated. You know, you know, he, this guy sounds like uh, like like Stalkerazzi. Um You know, it, it just. Yeah, I, I'm I'm at a loss. Uh, I, it just sounds really creepy situation. I hope it never happens to me, bro. I'm like I said, I, I couldn't sleep last night. I was uh, I was devastated when I heard his tone of voice. I really was. Uh, guys, we got to hit a commercial break here in, in a couple seconds, and I just want to. I know this is a, we're going on a bit of a downer, but it's going to get more uplifting. I you know guarantee it. Uh, Joshua Shapiro is going to be with us here in a few minutes, and uh, he's a great guest. We're going to talk about the Crystal Skulls. Uh, again, if you guys have any uh, support you want to show Phil, call in and say your, your supporting words to him. Uh, if you want to talk to Joshua, please do so and uh, call in. He'll love to take your calls. Uh, again, PSN Radio, you can look us up on Skype, and also you can find the uh, show very easily, or you can find our Facebook very easily, and uh, we'll drop a lot of the links on there on our like page. It's uh, facebook.com forward slash Skywatchers Radio. Uh, call in also 786-245-8127 is the call in number. Man, I'm all tongue-tied right now with this whole thing, man. This is 
It's bonkers, man. It really is. We'll be right back, everybody. Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions, providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology, preventative maintenance and networking support, hardware and custom-built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954-973-3374. That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's SupermanHomePage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. SupermanHomePage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. SupermanHomePage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel, and more. SupermanHomePage.com Mental disorders are common in the United States and internationally. An estimate 26.2% of Americans ages 18 and older suffer from some sort of mental illness. Now this figure translates to 57.7 million people who suffer from some sort of mental breakdown. If you find yourself laying in bed on a Sunday night hearing voices while you're trying to sleep, well it might not be that demonic being from another dimension trying to kill you where you sleep might just be your mental illness starting to kick in so if you're out of meds for the night then i have just the thing come listen to my show the jackal's head you can check out our listen live page only on www.psn-radio.com see you there this ad has been paid for by the jackal's head and the war on terror war it's fantastic. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction. Are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. The UFOstore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. The UFOstore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. Driving has a rhythm all its own. Don't wreck it with a text. Before you get behind the wheel, silence your phone. Or better yet, designate a texter. For more text-free driving tips, visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. 
Ballin Street? Girlin Street! <gasps> it's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. You're listening to Dark Matter Radio Network. All right, now we want to welcome Mr. Joshua Shapiro on Skywatchers Radio. You know, Joshua, you're a very interesting fellow. Let me tell you. Now, I've I've spoken to you in the past. Uh, we, you know, we've uh, been on shows where I've been a producer. So this is kind of like the first time that I actually have you on a show, and I'm one of the hosts. Right. Uh, but I am a big fan of the the crystal skull phenomenon, and uh, let me let me tell you, you're one of the best researchers on the subject of the crystal skulls uh, that I've seen around. You're you're an explorer, researcher, and uh, just tell the audience a little bit about yourself and how you came came into possession with some of the skulls that you have, because you have a quite a collection, right? Yes, I do. Um, I first started with the crystal skulls when I met an amethyst crystal skull that's considered to be ancient or very old, known as a me, in uh, 1983 in San Jose, California. Okay. Uh, my friend uh, had a metaphysical bookstore across the street from the Rosicrucian Park there, and one day I went into her store to see if she needed copies of my first book, Journeys of an Aquarian Age Networker, which is, takes us back to the early 80s, and she pulls out a picture of this amethyst skull, and it really um, hit me very strongly. And this is what happens to you when you're going on your spiritual journey, is you will have magical moments where things that you've agreed to do before you were born are placed in front of you, and it just activates something. So when I saw the picture, uh, I became very interested, and I remember, too, uh, there was uh, an inner earthquake and an outer earthquake that went on with that picture. Inner earthquake is vibrating strongly inside just looking at the picture and then a real earthquake in California a little time shortly thereafter where you know the picture is vibrating on the table so it was a very profound uh, experience and being an Aries who wants to understand everything that comes towards you you know I immediately had a chance to see that skull and I felt a, a strong energy with it and I just it was like that skull just said, Joshua, your purpose is to research these skulls and let people know about them and why they're important. But the other main message I got in that uh, initial contact, and that was just through the picture, that was before he actually saw the skull, which was a couple of weeks later, was that the crystal skulls are reemerging because they're here to help humanity create world peace. And that message, which I received back in 1983, has never changed. And as a result of that, now every month, like this Thursday, which is March 13th, we have people all over the world that are linking in with us with their crystal skulls, meditating for world peace and sending out a loving energy to the planet, which we've been doing since uh, 2009. So we've probably done about 60 of these world peace meditations since that time, and we focus around doing it on the 13th of every month at the 13th hour, and the meditation goes for maybe 13, 15 minutes in total. So that's how I got started. And then, you know, I've just been traveling all over the world. I've done presentations, uh, of course, in America and Canada and Peru and Brazil and Australia, all over Europe, um, you know, Mexico, too. I've uh, done some presentations, was on television there once. With Jaime, uh, Jaime, I Jaime Musan. 
Jaime Musan, right? Yeah, good yes. guy, Jaime Musan. Exactly, because Jaime Musan has two large crystal skulls, and one of them was quite he does, old. Yeah. Now there was a strange thing that happened, which I didn't know till somebody watched the show. They were filming me meditating with what I believe is quite an old skull. He calls it Rosie, and it's mm-hmm. a human-sized rose quartz skull. So I was meditating, holding it. And it looks like on the video there's blood that was coming out of my wrist on one of my hands. I didn't feel anything. I didn't have a sore or anything. But I I was able to get a copy of that video. And you know how, like, on the computer you can play it backwards and forwards? And right. sure enough, there was something that looked like blood that was coming out. So that was a, a really strange experience uh, that happened in Mexico. But in Mexico City... There are strange energies there anyway, and they have a lot of sightings of UFOs. That's an understatement, my friend. There's a lot of strange energies coming out oh. of Mexico. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, don't forget, yeah, I'm wondering if there are any crystal skulls in what they call the dead zone there. Hmm, that's interesting. I don't know uh, the answer to that, but I definitely know about the dead zone. Um, Mexico has actually been one of the countries where if you actually kick the ground, like Rosie, how Rosie came out is they were making a foundation of a building, and building into the dirt, and that skull literally rolled out of the ground. So a lot of skulls wait, are wait, coming Wait, 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 hang on. Define road out of the ground. Well, you know, they're digging in the earth, and uh, they open something up, and the skull rolls out of the ground. That's what happens in Mexico. A lot of skulls are under the ground, and people are just finding them. And like when we did a crystal skull conference in 2009 in uh, Mexico... Uh-huh. People were bringing crystal skulls. I never saw any of these that you know were just coming out of the ground in Mexico. They were buying them in local. Have schools. you seen any physically like coming out of the ground yourself? Like have you like seen it happen? Well, no. ju- I- just realize they don't rise up out of the ground and start no. floating or anything. Okay, it's just that they're uncovered. Is yeah, what they're you're uncovered. Saying, right? Okay. okay, I thought they were physically. Yeah, yeah, I, I was thinking too. You know, I thought they, they were like physically. Yeah, like the dead rising from the ground. Like. It's Man, like there's, I was creeped there's out for a second. scarab beetles that are underneath that are pushing it up or something, you know? Um, no, no, no. I'm just saying they, they were digging and the skull comes out. Gotcha. Okay. You know? All right. So, now, you said the first one that you that you picked up, you felt uh, this connection to, and you actually, like, it talked to you, basically. Yeah. Um, well, see, now we are 31 years later from 1983, okay. so now I have some idea of what's going on because it it, it, didn't, it wasn't just talking with me. Or crystal skulls aren't just talking with me. A lot of people, even ones who are getting the new skulls that are being done by the modern cover, they're having conversations with them. So this Whoa. is my theory about this. Okay. I think quartz crystal, first of all, is a material which allows communication with other dimensional beings and spiritual beings. This is just a property of quartz crystal. And this is a material which a lot of the skulls are made from. However, the definition of crystal skulls right now is not just they're quartz. They're any material people are starting to carve them from. They're calling them all crystal skulls. So some people are also having communication with other stones. But I just believe that these minerals, um, they allow, let's call it, other intelligences, to summarize it, to use them as a vehicle to communicate with people here. So let's okay. take an example of one of the crystal skulls we have the one that's been with me the longest. This is a newly made skull made by a very good carver in Brazil, Leandro da Silva, who's a good friend of mine. And it's almost human size. Human size is between 11 and 12 pounds, of course. This one is about 10. And this Alan is, is about 14, I'm just saying. Yeah. 
Okay, and uh, so <laughs> this one, I I go fast, so I don't. I know you tell tell jokes to keep your audience on toes, but anyway, I'm going to proceed because oh, I only have an hour to talk about things that usually takes me about days. Burn! <laughs> so anyway, this particular crystal skull, I have Portal de Luz, is the name that came to us. Now, this is one of the things that happens with what I call crystal skull guardians is they get a name and they start having a communication and the communication comes based upon what's your spiritual gift so when I'm hearing Portal de Luz speak to me he's using what I call my think uh, think voice you know like when I read a book I hear the words inside my head so I call okay. that my think voice but that's how spirit will communicate your, your with inner me. voice yeah you can call yeah. it an inner voice your intuition whatever right. But, you know, it's like uh, all of a sudden you're getting ideas in the think, in my think voice. I know, it, I know if it comes from him because I, can, I feel energy. I'm sensitive to energy. So um, what I think is happening, and uh, also there was a medium that we work with here who also was one of the first to talk about this idea that there could be two Earths, a fifth dimensional Earth and a third dimensional Earth by 2015. I wanted so to get came, to that because we were talking about that off of the air. Can yeah. you explain to the audience what you mean by a fifth dimensional Earth? Obviously, third dimensional. We all, I hope, everybody listening in, I hope you know what a third dimensional Earth is like. Well, we're actually right now. A fourth. I think we're a fourth dimension because the fourth. Well, if you count space and time, time. yeah, but, right, yeah, but we're well, third yeah, dimensional in what we move up, down, left, right. So it's third dimensional in that sense. So I can, go ahead, Joshua. Okay, so third dimensional Earth is you know what we're in right now, but um, right. Sets right, you know, fourth dimension is time. But the fifth dimension is what many prophecies have been talking about, which is a higher vibrational state where eventually the earth moves into this higher frequency and then, you know, it's much easier to use your spiritual gifts, to communicate telepathically, to have contact with extraterrestrials, interdimensional. It's just a higher vibrational state. Anyway, what this medium was talking about, and I can't, when somebody says something to me, whether it's mm -hmm. when I'm researching with a medium or I'm talking to an individual, and they tell me something, and I can't shake it, then I feel like my, my soul, let's say, my, my inner wisdom, whatever you want to call it. Gut instinct, that, whatever. Right. Yeah, it's saying there's something true about this. So what the medium was saying, and this is one of her guides, which I think was an extraterrestrial guide that speaks through her, was saying that in September of 2015... One day you'll go to sleep and you wake up the next morning and you'll be in, in your bedroom, let's say. Okay. And it'll look basically the same, but right. it'll be in the fifth dimension. So there'll be something slightly different. And this fifth dimension could also be where Bigfoot goes, too, because a lot of people know that Bigfoot has the ability to become invisible. Where is he going? He's just going into another dimension. Now, people who have spiritual gifts... They're able to pick up, you know, spirits, ghosts, whatever. They're actually existing in a different dimension, slightly removed from our own. And they're using those gifts to sense them. So what this well, person... Let me, was, let me stop, your, let me stop yeah. right there before you continue. Uh, when you say that, are you saying then that ghosts are what exactly? Are they us after we die or are they being just in another dimension that we're kind of interacting with by accident? Well, I think what a ghost can be, it's either it's a, a soul that doesn't know it's dead or it's confused and it, it, it won't move on. It's, it's still connected to the things of the earth. But, of course, when you go into that ghost mode, which is still a spiritual reality, vibrational frequency is different. Uh -huh. You know, you pass through everything. 
Okay. You're trying to talk to people, and if people can't hear that frequency, it's like a radio. If you're not tuned to that frequency, you can't hear the, right. hear the ghost. Okay, now, another thing that did come up for me when I used to be part of a metaphysical center in Chicago is there could be a traumatic experience where the emotions, because everything is, is energy. Even though the spirit's not there, the emotions were so traumatic that still there's an energy there, and it, it acts as if it's like a live spirit, but it's not a spirit. So it could be seen like a ghost as well. well you mean like a playback, in other words, what you're talking it, about? It's an imprint it, in the environment. Yeah, an imprint. Like, for example, in that particular case, there was an imprint in a painting in the room where, like, somebody died or something like that. And, right. And the only way to get rid of it is we literally had to burn the painting in order to release the energy. It, it, that's kind of like the uh, the whole thing with uh, Ouija boards, right? The, you can't get rid of it easily. You have to, like... Have somebody? What's the thing with Ouija boards? You have to have like move out of the house or something and leave it there. Well, what happens is this is this is my opinion: is the ghost and the spirits that are attached to the earth, they're trying to do whatever they can to still have an experience of the earth. So the Ouija board acts as a dimensional door that allows both positive and negative beings to come through. That's why most people recommend you don't do it that way. It's because it's like a crap shot. It's the same thing like I've worked with some paranormal researchers in Chicago where they mm -hmm. use this device, and I forget what it's called, but it, it rotates the radio frequencies and you're, and you're actually able to hear... Spirit you know, box, I'm familiar the with that already. Spirit box, yeah. yes. Yeah, or exactly. Psychic box, spirit box, something like that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's right. called the SP7. It, what it does is it actually rotates through the AM spectrum Mm -hmm. uh, it goes through four cha four four ju four jumps in frequency mm -hmm. per second, and right. if there's an EVP or a aware or sentient entity in the environment, um, you can prove that it's really interacting with you because it is actually making a sentence or a word across multiple channels to communicate with you. Right. So we were working with that. And I noticed, too, that, again, it's a crapshoot. Who's going to come through? Because it's like all these different spirits on different levels, from those who are lost to those who want to take advantage of people who have no idea that they're there to the ones who are brothers and sisters that want to help us. They're all trying to communicate with us in some fashion. Now, another lady that I met who has a... I think it's an old skull. She lives up in uh, New Jersey, New York area. Her father worked for like ABC or NBC radio, and they found that there was certain frequencies on the radio band where they heard people were talking, but they weren't being broadcast like, you know, somebody had a radio amplifier or a set or microphone. It was coming from spirit, and they literally had to say those frequencies were not going to allow to ever be used for the radio because they had these people talking on them. And spirit has been trying through, and especially any type of electronic device, whether it's computer, television, or whatever, they're using this as a way to communicate. And so I've had a little bit of experience with that, and I understand it. So that's what I think 2014 is about, is that our brothers and sisters in spirit who are really here to assist humanity to awaken to remember we're all divine children of God, are using tools like crystal skulls to communicate with us, or these frequencies. And the strange thing that's been happening to me this year, and uh, there's no way I can prove this, is it feels like there are people constantly talking behind me, 
I feel it, but I can't hear the words. It's just as if our vibrational frequency of our earth is getting higher and higher, and it's coming to a point where one day pretty soon there's going to be more and more openings and more and more phenomena that's going to go on. I mean, we already have amazing phenomena that's happening. Have crop yeah, but hold here. on. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Let me ask you. Because no, obviously, be as, in my opinion, not necessarily so, because, you know, there are the what we'll call evil spirits and evil, you know, if you were bad in life, you're probably bad in death. Right. Uh, and if these people come through as well, um, isn't that going to cause more havoc as well? No, because... The question. Yeah. positive spirits that are coming through, it's like the skull experiment, if you had ever studied that one. That's the no. one where they had probably the most profound direct contact of any, you know, uh, circle of people sitting or, you know, mediums working, etc. The ones that are coming through, and I think this comes from an experience I had when I uh, was living in Las Vegas and a van struck me from behind. I have actually a a PDF book people can actually get by donation about this, where a van struck me and I went in coma, and I have a memory that I was somewhere else for the three days that I was in the hospital, that I was at meetings, that I was having contact. So this idea that I'm presenting to you, and I am aware that in the past, you know, when people have tried to, you know, communicate with spirit, are you talking with positive or negative type spirits? This is coming from those who are here to assist humanity in the evolution. They have been waiting for probably thousands and thousands of years for humanity to get to a level spiritually and technologically that when they start to make this contact, it's not going to be from fear. It's going to be like, hey, you know, we're, we're receptive to this. We're ready. Humanity is ready to evolve and go forward. I have a very positive feeling about this, and I think it comes from when I was in a coma talking to beings on these levels where they were showing me what was going to happen in the earth. And it's like then they said, but you're not allowed to remember, but you'll start to remember things as time goes on and things happen. A light bulb will link in and you'll go, oh, yeah, that's, that's what they showed me. It's starting to happen now. So this Joshua, year, that contract question, though, is starting to happen. Why the crystal skulls, though? Why, why them? Why is this the medium they're using to communicate? Well, this is just one of the mediums that they're using. I think the crystal skulls, let's, let's pretend like you're in uh, another dimension and you're saying, you know, how can we reach okay. people on the physical level and do uh -huh. it in a way where, you know, they're not going to be scared or afraid or, or frightened. Well, why don't we use something that looks like them? You know, a crystal skull has the, has the shape. If it's carved properly or if it's a very advanced skull that was made by advanced civilizations in the past like Atlantis or was gifts from the gods, from extraterrestrials. These advanced skulls, they are very well crafted, very well designed. And some right. of them, like the Mitchell Hedges skull, which is the most famous, it looks almost exactly like a human bone skull. So the sensing that I get when I'm having, like we talked about Portal de Luz, this communication with one of my personal skulls, I feel like I'm talking to a person. It looks like me. I feel, you know, I'm not afraid that it's a skull because uh, sometimes people have fear about that because it reminds them about, you know, if you see a bone skull, that was a person who was alive. They don't want to think about death. But right. really, as you study the paranormal and the spiritual, you realize there is no death. And one, one day when I was um, writing my spontaneous message on Facebook, one of <laughs> these 
friends, invisible friends, said, you know what's going to happen one day? There's going to come a day on the earth, which may not be that far in the future, where you will not be able to tell the difference between being in the physical reality and being in the spiritual reality. It's all going to be the same. Well, you so, said that's going to happen when, in September? Well, no. What I'm talking about, or what this medium was talking about, which also Dolores Cannon in her book, Regressing her clients, they start talking about the same concept back in 2007, 2008, is about two Earths, one in a fifth dimension that people who are of, I don't want to say the right vibration, but say they've evolved spiritually. They've got the good vibrations. Well, I guess you could say that, but, you know, okay. everything, there really isn't good or bad. It's just everybody is where they're supposed to be, you know. We right. all have our own lessons we're learning. But people, let's say, who are more open to spirit, are coming from a higher vibration, all of a sudden they'll be in this fifth dimensional earth, which will have peace and harmony. And the other people who haven't been pursuing this, they don't believe in it, they think it's crazy and madness and whatever, they'll still have to go through the challenges that we have now. So that's that's hmm. what they're talking about. That sounds to me like the rapture almost, or like left behind, you know, where the yeah, well, people on the could, right path are going to be taken to the next level and everybody else is going to be staying on Earth. Right. Well, that's what I was thinking, too, is it's like the rapture. One is taken, but maybe they're not really taken. They're just walking into this other dimension. They disappear from our dimension, well, from the people in the third well, dimensional Earth. then they're taken. I mean, won't we have a like global like meltdown where we see people missing everywhere? I mean, they're going to disappear. Yeah, if, if that happens, I think that that would uh, change the world quite, uh, quite much. But the other thing that uh, the medium was saying, or the spirit guide was, that those who go into the fifth dimension will have the ability to come back into the third to still help. So that's significant, because that would be the kind of person I am. If... I have this proper energy and vibration, and I don't judge it, and I don't try to figure it out. I would most definitely want to come back, but I think if those kind of people came back, they would have their spiritual gifts. You know, a lot of times we see these programs like Heroes, where people have special gifts and things. That right. These kind of uh, shows, I think, is a reflection that all of us have these amazing capabilities inside of us. And as the vibration of the earth gets higher and higher, some of those gifts and abilities are going to start coming out. Like for me... You, you think that like you think people are going to mutate to the fact that they have abilities like ability to fly or heal or teleport or something like that? Well, I'm not sure exactly to what extent those gifts will come. Healing, most definitely, because that's working with energy. But whether mm -hmm. we're going to get Superman capabilities or like Neo got in the Matrix, I don't know. But... All of these TV shows, you know, special science fiction TV shows and everything, they are a good reflection that some major explosion is coming for humanity. And I believe that it's going to have to do with spiritual gifts. More and more people are starting to use their intuition, starting to have tel telepathic contact with other people. Crystal Skull Guardians are having some form of telepathic contact with their skull. There's obviously an intelligence that's speaking through the skull. So that's what my feeling is about it. I'm so, thinking this is why they're rebooting the TV show Heroes could for be 2015. Yeah. Could be. yeah, it could very well be. So I think um, this is my... Good connection, I, there, buddy. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I, yeah, I think this is what happened to us. At the end of 2012, when everybody was going crazy about December 21st, mm. in the month of December, there were so many groups that were doing something. 
Like we had an online crystal skull conference and we had our world peace meditation that month. And I know there were other people who like went to Mexico or sacred sites and they were doing meditation. Some of them brought their crystal skulls with them to work with the energy. So what I think happened is the prophecy that, you know, the world's going to end or it's going to shift at the end of 2012 wasn't quite right. But something started in that month. Then it went into 2013, which really wasn't a great year for a lot of spiritual people, including ourselves. We really were struggling going up and down and trying to figure out how to keep going forward. But what happened for us, which was quite amazing, is finally that was the first year that we started to receive donations from people to help us. We had over 100 people that had sent us a donation from that year. And also, I watched a miracle where <clears throat> we didn't know how we were going to pay our rent in January. There was a local office here who gets money from the city that we live in, and they have to give that money away to help people who are having trouble with rent and utilities. And they just paid the whole thing. And I picked up, while we were in that office, there was a female spirit around us that was like so excited and happy See, I'm getting chills now, so she's probably around me right now that I'm acknowledging her, that somehow interceded on our behalf. So we saw kind of like miracles where, you know, the, the normal type of thing where you have to go to work, a nine-to-five job, and you have to do it in a logical way. Last year was not a logical way for us to get forward from month to month. And at this point in time, it feels like finally after that, that year of tremendous challenge, now major doors are getting ready to open. Uh, there are a lot of changes that are happening for us. I, I didn't do one um, public presentation in the year of 2013. That's the first year since probably ninth, the early 1980s that I never did a, a presentation. Now my first presentation comes up probably from one of the last groups that I worked with in 2012, which is a paranormal club that's connected to Boeing out here in the Seattle area, which is very, very interesting. And wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. A paranormal club that's linked to Boeing as in the aircraft manufacturer? Yes, that's correct. These are their employees. They formed a paranormal club that has existed here, I think, for like 15, 20 years or whatever. They're responsible for major, you know, like psychic fairs and everything. So we're going to be speaking to their club later this month. Oh, Interesting. interesting. I'm, w I'm wondering yeah. if they're, are they the paranormal club? Is there a UFO club in Boeing? Um, I have not heard of it. <laughs> that would be but, interesting. Yeah, but, you know, around Mount Rainier, which is, of course, where uh, that guy sighted all those UFOs in 1947 before Roswell. Mm -hmm. I can't, I'm, I don't know what's happening to me. As I'm getting older, I'm forgetting the names of all these, you know, people that had uh, special experiences. You know, there were like seven or nine craft that flew by Mount Rainier. And there was you're talking one. about Kenneth Arnold's UFO sighting? Yes, exactly. Okay. Yes, I'm sorry. See, that's why I have you guys, because if I forget <laughs> something, you guys already know all this. I'm, a little, I'm slightly a little bit younger, so I have a couple memories left. Just a couple. Yeah, what do you say? Yeah, well, I'm not that, I'm not that bad. No, he's not still, that. Alan, he's not that. pretty active, you know. Okay. I have to be. With our World Peace Meditation, I had to invite like about <laughs> 2,500 people on Facebook and all the other places and do it quickly. So it's okay. I'm that. so old. I'm having amnesia and deja vu at the same time. Yeah, yeah, he is. So, uh, anyway, Joshua, 
real quick, let me let me ask you something. Have you had um, you know, because you're talking about the paranormal group, but have you had like Mufon take a look at the, you know your collection of skulls and and uh, you know or some other uh, ufology based group that are researchers, maybe scientists that get uh, examine these skulls? Well, I know that there have been scientists who have examined different crystal skulls. As far as our own, we haven't really had too many official, you know, uh, scientists or archaeologists or these kind of people examine our skulls. But I've used different electronic devices to see how the energy of the skulls is affecting people. And if I am ever able to figure out how to reprint a book that's only come out as an e-book, and part of it has come out in three countries in Europe, that research that I have would be in, in that book. That book was called uh, Journeys of the Crystal Skull Explorers. It was like a 500-page book I did as an e-book back in 2000 four or five and then we did the same thing for uh, the sci-fi channel I had a chance to work with Bill Holman who is the guardian now of the Mitchell Hedges skull which he calls the skull of love so for the sci-fi channel they came to his house they interviewed me which he'd never saw my interview got cut but um, we went to a local high school and we used a meridian stress test system see at least oh, I can really? remember how to call that yeah and we blindfolded people, and we tested them with three things. We tested them with the Portal de Luz as a modern-made skull by a Brazilian carver. We tested them with the Mitchell Hedges skull as a very old or ancient skull. And we tested them with a piece of quartz crystal. And they were blindfolded, and they didn't know what was going on. So we were able to see that with the Mitchell Hedges skull, the effect that the skull had while the person was in its presence stayed longer than with my skull. Like, for example, with Mr. Holman, after he sat with this skull, if you tested him on anything else, he would have such high energy, it was ridiculous. His skull already elevated him, so all the tests were negated. But we noticed that, too, the same with people. So I've done these kind of things where I'm able to see that there is an uh, electromagnetic energy force. That's how I describe what's around the skulls. And, of course, you know, our aura is electromagnetic, so it's going to affect people in different right. ways. And, See, uh, it's the force. I'm yeah. telling you, it's the it force. It kind of is, yeah. Yeah, there is definitely a force around the skull. So that's the only <laughs> yeah. common denominator I was able to, to share with the Aura Machine and the Meridian Stress Test System and some other devices that we use. We also did one other interesting test. When I was in England, we had people meditating with the skulls in the center of crop circles. Mm -hmm. And the energy of the crop circle, according to the crop circle researcher, was affected when they started to do that. Like, for for example, I meditated in the center of one crop circle by, uh, not Glastonbury, Avebury. By Avebury, there was a crop circle that had a yin-yang pattern in it. So I took Portal de Luz. I took my MP3 player or my CD player at that time listen to his favorite music. He likes Pasha Bell's Canon and D. And we meditated at the center, and I felt an energy force field around me the entire time. I tried to sing with Pasha Bell's Canon, and nobody knew what I was singing while I was in meditation. But that was, like, really powerful. And before uh, we measured the center of the crop circle with some kind of electronic device that's sensitive to the energy, it was uh, zero and after I meditated with the skull in the center, it was at nine. 
So something that we were doing with the music and the meditation activated the center of the crop circle. Also, Portal de Luz. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What device? Hang, I'm, I'm sorry. I got to ask. I'm not trying to play bad cop, but it's going to come off that way. But sure. what device were you using to measure again? And what energy was already existing in the crop circle? Okay. This device that he used, which I don't know what the name of it is, it had it was like a device that was a, able to measure electromagnetic fields. Is it the okay. same kind of device that they use for crop circles in general? Yes, the, this okay. researcher was doing it. And it okay. went from like minus 9 to 9. Okay. okay. So when they first measured the center of the crop circle, it was zero. Now, Portal de Luz showed myself and two other people who were with me why that was zero. We saw inside of him what looked like a spiraling energy that was going in and coming out very fast. So it was coming out and in so fast it was neutralizing itself. So that was my understanding of what was hold on, going hold on. on. When you say you saw inside him, you physically with your eyes, you saw? Yes, I saw what okay. looked like a spiraling energy going in and coming out. Now, normally I don't see these kinds of things in the skull. Okay. But two other people saw the same thing with me. Now, did you, okay. were you looking into the eyes of the skulls? I mean, how did you see, where did you see the spiral? It was in the top part of his head. Okay, the top part see, of the head, okay. Portal de Luz has aspects of himself, even though he's smoky quartz, which is a gray color on him, that's totally clear. So in this top part of his head where it's pretty clear, you know, there isn't a lot of, um, what do they call it, valences or um, other materials inside of him that make it cloudy, let's say, in your viewing. This area was clear. That's what we saw. Then after I did the meditation with him, with his favorite music, and we remeasured the center of the crop circle, it measured at nine. So okay. the only thing that was going on was I was there in the center with the skull meditating. Now, uh, one of the tests this researcher had done, and fortunately he passed away and can't remember his name, is they had actually um, been able to record from the frequencies being broadcast in the crop circles Somehow they figured out how to play a music that was based on those frequencies. Hmm. So they already were doing something with music or sound. That's interesting. Now, now, for people who have never been in a crop circle, how do you know which ones are real and which ones are fake? So I have two two comments to make on that. Okay, we actually one, discussed that here before, and Alan and I had a, a yeah. whole <laughs> conversation about this, but go ahead. Okay, so the real ones for me... There is a, a direction that the energy flows. Uh -huh. So when you walk with the flow of the energy, it's okay. But if you walk against it, you feel a pressure on your body and you get dizzy. In the fake ones, there's nothing. Could, could that be radiation left by whatever made the crop circles? Is that where you get that dizzy feeling? What I think happens is um, a higher intelligence is making these crop circles to cause humanity to think about you know, what, what is real? In other words, can we have contact with beings that are beyond our normal reality? So they're using some kind of um, frequencies or energy that very quickly is able to make this form. So this, the funny story about this is, hmm. is that okay. the British government was having a meeting and they said, you know, these crop circles, it's these two guys, they're going from field to field every night, and right. they're just making these circles with everything. So we don't give any credence to it. And the very next day after that meeting, on a secret military base, which would have total you know, military protection and, and armed forces out there, a crop circle appears. So it was like as if somebody was listening to what they said and said, uh-uh, that's not what's going on. To me, 
the most powerful crop circle, I think, is the one that had the alien face with this kind of binary code on it. Yeah, the Arecibo uh, reply. I was actually going to bring that up. Uh, we, we, in, this is an amazing one. It really is. We had sent out a message in space, you know, I think it was when the Voyager was sent out. Yep. That it showed our entire DNA makeup. It showed, you know, the human race, Earth, everything, our solar system. That the whole thing uh, was there. It's, it was sent through Arecibo. Uh, they replied to us. So now, how long ago was that when the reply? Early two thousands. You know, like two thousand three, two thousand four. It it happened. Right. Yeah, I'm actually not sure myself. Truth be told, I can look that up here in a second. But it, it, the reply was amazing, and the big changes was instead of having a human being, it had like what looked like the classic yeah. gray. Right, it had an alien face on there. It was, right, well, that begs the question, though, Joshua. You know, why all the mystery? Why not just come forward and say, you know what, we're here, guys. Uh, we've always been here. Uh, you know, let's move on to the next step. Why all these dates? And this is this, this is what always gets me about a lot of this stuff. Is there's always dates. 2012, 1999 to 2000. Now 2015. You know, there's always dates, and when they come and go, and nothing happens, and then you know the dates get pushed forward to another year or five years from now. Uh, mm-hmm. Why not just you know, Art Bell used to talk about this a long time ago when he said the veil was dropping. That was 15 years ago. The veil still hasn't dropped, Art, unfortunately. Uh, when is that really going to happen? I mean, it just it seems like every time there's a date, it comes mm-hmm. and goes. You know what I mean? Yeah, I understand. I'm, I'm the same like you. I don't know exactly because it's not in our hands. It's in their hands. And I think what the key about it is is let's say um, an alien race did decide, okay, we're going to make contact. Well, you know, I've heard story that Eisenhower had direct contact with extraterrestrials at a military base. Correct. But, um, oh, is that the one they... with Jackie Gleason showing up also? Or... Yes. No, that's, yeah, that's exactly. Nixon. Yeah. I, I think Gleason was connected to that, too. Correct. Yeah, but, Gleason uh, had supposedly a lot of in, like, intel on the whole alien phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was really interested in the subject, like really, really interested in the subject. Uh, he was probably the most interested celebrity at his time. Uh, into the subject of ufology, which is amazing because you look at Jack, Jackie Gleason, you're like, yeah, the honeymoon, he's a funny guy. But his mm-hmm. interest was, and he had so many connections back then. He was connected to the mafia, he was connected to gambling, he was connected to TV, obviously movies and everything. He was really well connected and everywhere. So uh, it's amazing how, how much intel supposedly he got, though, right, Joshua? Yeah, definitely. Well, why is UFOs above top secret? You know, right. and they don't want to talk about it. But I think the reason why they. ETs don't make that direct con- uh, connection that we would all love to have is because humanity as a whole, collectively, we're still not quite ready for that. Um, even if, let's say, like, uh, what was that movie in the 50s? Um, the Day the Earth Stood Still. Right. Here, com- here comes this alien, and he's offering this gift to us. And what do they do? They shoot him. Okay. So I think what happens is, and this is part of the sensing what I had when I had my coma, is like there is an exact time that these extraterrestrials, because they can, they can see everything that's really going on on the planet on many, many levels, not just from a technological point of view, I think from a spiritual point of view, from a sociological point of view, they see where humanity is as a whole right now. And they also realize, too, that we're having some problems with so-called negative extraterrestrials, whether it's Greys or Orion or wherever they're coming from. We're seeing, like, all kinds that are uh, being drawn to the Earth. And unfortunately, the negative ones are the ones that usually get the most press versus the positive ones who have to follow, I guess, a Star Trek 
type of thing where they can't directly interfere until right it's absolutely a prime, a prime directive. Time. Yeah, exactly. Right. But the thing that I think has happened, and I read this in so many books, star people and wanderers, galactic beings, um, sacrifice their higher, uh, more peaceful life to incarnate as humans. They had to come down as humans. Otherwise, people will make them into gods to try to help with educating people about all these different things to do with the paranormal and spiritual wisdom and knowledge and things like that, as well as be the hands and feet for many of the galactic people to do things down here. Like, you know, maybe this world peace meditation we're doing was inspired by extraterrestrials. Maybe when we have hundreds of people all over, all over the planet on this Thursday meditating with crystal skulls, they link into us and they link into our skull and start sending out a very high po positive energy. They have that opportunity to do that. So it's just a question of time of when humanity collectively is ready. You and I we're ready. Hey, come here. We want to talk to you. We, we got all these questions. We want to work with you. We want to bring peace to this planet. But there seems to be a higher divine timing when all of this is going to happen. But I am going to say one thing about what I'm noticing this year. When I'm in my home where, you know, we, we create our own space and we're doing all of our spiritual work and everything... So I'm basically a very calm, peaceful energy. But when I go outside, I feel like I'm going into another world. It's like, you know, I'm walking and there's people around me and they have no clue of what's happening around them or what's going on. I'm not saying not all of them, but I'm saying still a majority. A good, a good majority, yeah. You're yeah, right. they, still, they still don't. They don't want to know. Um, you know, they follow what their religion taught them and so on. Right. You know, it's so, funny you bring that up. I had, uh, had the funniest thing happen to me today, Joshua. I went to a dollar store to buy a, an item. And uh, in line, there's a, a young man talking to somebody on the phone with his girlfriend there. And he's having an argument about religion. And he's, he's literally telling them, I don't care what they tell me. I don't care if they accept me or not. I'm going to be a Muslim. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to accept my own religion. I'm my own man. And I looked at him and I was like, this is a guy who's extremely brainwashed. Mm -hmm. it, it's all brainwashing. It really is, isn't it? I mean, all religions, uh, in, in many ways, is all just a form of brainwashing to condition the masses. Uh, but here's the thing. Uh, you're talking about today's people. Forget religion for a second. There's so many distractions on this planet that that's why people are not really in tune with what might be really going on. Because they have sports, movies, TV shows, radio, all kinds of distractions. So religion is really kind of dwindling down uh, to almost nothing at this point compared to all the other distractions that people have. Isn't that uh, a fair assessment? Uh, yeah, I, I think I I'll think say so. amen to that. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 thank I, you. I'm amen. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I think so, too. I think that that's going on. But what I remember from my coma experience, and I can't tell you how or when or why. It's just like I'm expecting this any day. I'm expecting what I call a positive 9-11 event. And that is where maybe the extraterrestrials will show up somehow. And they do something, but it's done in a positive way to not cause fear and panic. It would be like if John F. Kennedy, who we know was killed, all of a sudden he shows up and he's alive. And you can touch him and you can talk to him. Because this is essentially what was happening in the skull experiment. They were creating an energy field between the people sitting in the circle with the people in spirit 
so that spirit was able to physically manifest in this special location where they were doing the work. So this is what I'm sensing in 2014, is the veils getting thinner. The vibrational frequency of our earth is almost touching the frequency of where these beings are. They seem to be invisible to us, but I forget who said this. There was a book I read uh, from uh, one of the authors. I'm finding all these paranormal books in the library. It's like somebody's guiding me and saying, take this one out, take that one out. But one of the most profound statements that they said was, is they said, look, you think that we who are in spirit or other dimensions are very far from you. We are not. We are in the same space you are. We're right next to you. We're just in a different vibration, and you can't see or feel us. And that's it. And yeah, but that sounds a lot, an awful lot, like, not to cut you off, but it sounds an awful lot like parallel Earths or parallel universes, which, you know, science right now is tackling that subject. I mean, Mitchell Kaku has put books on the subject. Um, there's a lot of scientists working on trying to discover if there is such a thing as parallel universes. Um, could I mean, how does that play into this whole thing? Well, for if, me, if there really is such a thing. Right. For me, the definition of a parallel universe is another you and me. Like, there could be another parallel Earth right now. We're doing this radio conversation. But we're not talking about these subjects. We're talking about right. something totally different. And in that radio show, yeah, that's good. One of my spirit guides just said, the good guy isn't you. The roles are reversed. And, and Oh, you're uh, calling me out as a bad guy? Wow. No, I'm calling you out he's, as a good guy in the other he's one. He's saying Alan no, here is yeah, a bad but guy. He's saying, yeah, but he's saying it in the other one, not in this universe. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Right. Yeah, like that. <laughs> so I just yeah, had please. a quick question if we could get out sure. our website before my turn ends so people know sure, how sure. to reach us. Yeah, okay, oh, no, so, absolutely. Yeah, thank you. So if people are interested in any of these subjects, they want to learn more about crystal skulls or anything paranormal, our main website is really easy. It's crystalskullexplorers.com. So if they just look up Crystal Skull Explorers on Google, they'll find us immediately. Or actually, I looked up my name on Google, Joshua Shapiro, link with crystal skulls, or just Joshua Shapiro, period, and I'm, mm. I'm on the first page. I think it's because I've been on the Internet since... I don't know, the early 90s, when we first started having the Internet, I uh, had a website. So crystalskullexplorers.com is the best place, or just look up my name, Joshua Shapiro, on Google, and you'll find us. And, you know, we hear from people all over the world, and we can help people get their own crystal skulls. We have a free ebook, free newsletter. Um, you know, then, and I work with uh, Tim Beckley, who I guess indirectly his uh, partner helped me to get on your radio show again. Yes. Um, and he published our book on the Blue Skull in Peru, which mm -hmm. we didn't have time to talk about. But I also helped him to sell a lot of these other books that he reprints, books right. from the 1800s, amazing, amazing information. So um, we have a lot of uh, those kind of books, too, that we're making available for people. Now, Joshua, for people like myself or anybody out there who wants to try to communicate or find one of these crystal skulls, I mean, how do we go about it? Well... To get your own crystal skull, that's, I mean, that's pretty easy. There's uh, so many people that eBay. are selling them. eBay. eBay, you can find them on. Yeah, but I want one that actually talks to me. I don't want to just buy an eBay one. And, well, yeah, it's pretty if you skull, want one but... to talk, talk to you, then what you need to do is you need to get it through us because what happens is my Yeah, you go to Mexico and you got to go dig for it. They're coming out of the ground. So we got about 10 more minutes with uh, Joshua Shapiro, by the way. If anybody wants to call in, the lines are open. There's a lot of people listening in. I'd really like to get some calls in here uh, before the time's up. 786-245-8127 is the call-in number. Again, you can look us up on Skype by looking up PSN Radio 
or you can look up Dark Matter Radio Network and uh, let Keith roll in our chief. Let us, you know, let him know that you want to call us and uh, you want to contact us. He'll patch you in somehow. He'll put you into our show. But uh, please uh, call in and uh, and ask uh, Joshua anything. Uh, again, uh, you know, Alan made the the quick joke there. Go dig for it in Mexico. But uh, realistically speaking, you know, not all of us can get up and go to Mexico and go on one of these explorer no, 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 trips. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't meant. In, it wasn't meant in a bad way. Um, you know, I'm just like, you know, from what you were saying, they re- are the, they really aren't coming out of the ground. Is you know, no, that is, there are that many that are being sound. A lot of the skulls are newly made by modern carvers, but right. they're still having communication with people. And I now, when you, you say modern, when you say when you say modern carvers, uh, you know, people are creating these skulls. Is there like a factory somewhere, or is, or is it somebody that gets channeled to create it, and that's how they get the idea to create the thing? It, it comes in you every know, I'm, form. I'm, you can my manage. question is: is how do they? How do they imbue? How is the skull imbued with a personality? Is my question. How does the? How does someone, if they do get a skull, t- tune into the entity that is inhabiting, residing, mm-hmm. communicating through the skull? Right. That right. would be my question. Okay, that's a, actually an excellent question. My experience comes from uh, the skulls that we personally have as well as talking with other people, I think it has a lot to do with who's the person that, I don't call them the owner, I call them a guardian or a caretaker, that actually what I think happens is, okay. anyway, this is what was told to me through Portal de Luz, that even before the skull was made by the carver, the quartz, the crystal knew that eventually it was going to find me that made the skull. And so probably even before the the crystal is put into the shape. The spirit already can see where it's going to go and knows what person's going to have it and it start linking into it. Then the carver starts to make it and part of the essence of who the carver is becomes part of the skull. And then eventually the skull finds, because I think that's what happens. They pick us, we don't pick them. Finds that person. And then what is necessary is the, the guardian starts to activate the, the crystal which allows the spirit that's already been connected to it, even before it comes to that person, to more easily come through and have a communication. But the communication with okay. the individual guardian has to, be, yeah, has to be based on what is that person's gift. Like Portal de Luz is in my think voice, but Katrina hears a distinct voice in her ear and knows it's that skull instead of the other skull. Whereas when I hear in my think voice one of the skulls talking to me, I feel the essence of the energy, and that's how I tell which of our 20 skulls is talking. Some of them never say anything, and some of them are very talkative. So it just depends. And then we have people who who see them or work with them in our private sessions that we do, and they start telling us that they're talking with them. And they're having conversations with these people they've never had with us. So... Joshua, let me ask you a question. Are you familiar with a lady by the name of Sherry Whitfield? Yes, I am. She is the guardian of the Synergy. Synergy. Correct, yeah. Uh, how familiar are you with her? Um, I, I interviewed her a while back, back in uh, 2010, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, very interesting uh, story. And again, she she said that some very similar things uh, that the communication was, you know, in her voice uh, type of thing. Uh, you know, it, she heard it almost telepathically mm-hmm. uh, from from the skull synergy. Um, is that I mean, is that common really? Are you, is that a lot? Do a lot of people report that they have that kind of? Uh, communications i mean because I'm, I'm finding it like 
difficult to believe that there's so many people having these communications with these skulls. Um, it's, it's it's weird for me. It's weird to me to wrap my head around this whole thing. Well, I'm I'm sad to report to you then that there are a lot of people who are having these kind of conversations. Um, Why so many skulls? That's the thing. I understand that maybe there's a, a race to put a few on Earth uh, to try to communicate with the, with the Earth, but you have a, a, quite a collection. You know, of course, there's uh, the builders that are building them now, and they're being sent messages. Why so many? That's my. That's what really <clears throat> boggles me. Well, I think what it is is, um, let's say, for example, and and I wouldn't be. I'd probably be underestimating it. That mm-hmm. there are 100,000 crystal skulls that exist on the planet, which would be a combination of the very old ones or ancient ones, mm-hmm. um, what we call old skulls, which would be made by, let's say, more primitive tribes. The new skulls, and now there are ported crystal skulls, which are skulls that are coming through mediums that are coming from nowhere purportedly, but obviously they're coming from somewhere. Um if we had that many skulls, obviously they would be all over the planet. And even if the Guardian doesn't know how to work with them, you know, like, like we do or we, when we do our ceremony and meditation, just the fact that they're sitting in some location of the Earth, and the skulls tell us they're all interconnected. They keep showing me some kind of etheric energy network that I keep seeing in the sky, which I don't know how that works exactly, but that's where I see it. And they're all interconnected. And um, sometimes what happens is, let's say, some of the older skulls, when we're doing our public presentations, they want to be there, so they'll work through our own skulls. It's like they'll send their energy through the skulls, like it's a crystal skull network, like we have an Internet, where you can send to any person on the Internet, you know, music, uh, video, your email, whatever. Maybe that's where Al Gore got the whole Internet concept from. He probably has a couple crystal skulls. Yeah, So, so I just think that... This was part of the plan to have so many so that this powerful energy could be distributed all over the planet, even if the Guardian doesn't know what they're doing with their skull. Hmm. And um, a lot of times what happens is certain Guardians uh, wind up, like I think this is what happened to us. We were literally guided to come to the Seattle area. We did a coast-to-coast trip. We were on the East Coast, and we traveled from North Carolina all the way to Washington State, and then we went to San Francisco so I could do that TV show that I was on for National Geographic. And then we came back here. And something just called us to be here. So it could be that part of the reason we were brought to, to this area, which is a very organic area, by the way, energetically, has a lot of amazing things going on. Uh, besides the fact that the Seattle Seahawks won the Super Bowl, that's another story. No kidding. But um, The skulls think- had nothing to do with that, right? No, as far as I know, they're not football fans. It, it, it had to do completely, in my opinion, with... They have the, better pot up in Seattle, that's what it was. Yeah, with the collective energy of the people here. They were so much rooting for that team that I think they couldn't fail. It was like they had all this extra power and energy behind them that they just totally killed Denver in the Super Bowl and and couldn't look back. And don't be surprised if they're not there again. Um, you know, for next year's Super Bowl. And now Joshua, I, I want to see what happens with their baseball team. If it yeah. if man carries into the baseball team. I know they, they picked up some good players. Robinson Cano. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, one player isn't enough to make a championship team. That's so. true. But they do well, have, like they, say, 
Am I the only one that found it funny, though, real quick? Am I the only one that found it uh, interesting and funny that uh, the Super Bowl was played by the two teams that just had cities legalized pot? And no, I didn't know that. This, <laughs> and they played in the Super Bowl. Think about yeah. that. No, I, didn't know that. <laughs> I just know there were a lot of coincidences around the number 12 for the Seahawks to win, the, the local announcer. So many synchronicities around that. It was amazing. Plus the energy, too, I watched when they had the celebration on television. It's just like the people were going crazy. So it's it's kind of died down now. It's not like, you know, you walk on the street and everybody's hugging each other and <laughs> so on. It's uh, like a normal city now, but uh, it was uh, pretty interesting. Seattle's a beautiful city. I got a lot of friends out there, and uh, Seattle's it's a great place, and they deserve yeah. it, man. They, they haven't had a win in a, in a very long time on any right. sport, really. So. Plus, we only had one day of snow, as everybody else was getting creamed here in the U.S., you know, other major cities. We mm. we just had one day of snow. It was amazing. That's of course, you could go into the mountains that are about thirty minute drive, and you would have snow for skiing. But I'm talking about down here in the Seattle area. There wasn't any snow. It's just a very nice uh, uh, temperature wise um, summer and and winter. You know, doesn't get too cold. Doesn't get too warm. We don't have any air conditioners in our places here, so it's pretty interesting. Nice. Yeah, you guys don't need it out there. Unfortunately, down here in Miami, we do need it. Yes, it gets all kinds of warm. It's like December twenty fifth, and it was like eighty nine degrees or ninety degrees. Oh wow, it's horrible. <laughs> Not a white Christmas at all. Joshua, look, we're we're almost out of time here uh, with you. I know we we had an hour segment only with you planned, but uh, I've had a, a great time having you on. Uh, once again, let's give out the uh, the web address, which can be found on our website. By the way, guys, it's on skywatchersradio.com. dot uh, com. But give out the website address so it is on the podcast later on. Okay, so again, uh, our main website is crystalskullexplorers.com, and we have another website, a WordPress website, at whoarecrystalskulls.com. So either website, you can see all the real cool stuff we have. Very cool. Uh, Again, look, whether people people believe in the crystal skull phenomenon or not, uh, it's an interesting subject. Uh, Before we let you go, you know, me and Alan were talking about before the show about a very... A uh, sinister movie that came out a few years ago uh, mm-hmm. that dealt with the crystal skull phenomenon and has left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouth and minds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm talking about the Indiana Jones movie in the in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls. Uh, what, what did you feel like when you saw that movie? Like, what was your feeling towards that film? Well, I was have great... you seen the movie? Oh, oh of course, I've seen it right. several times. I saw it in Brazil actually when it first came out. I was at a UFO conference there. So that was kind of interesting. But uh, what I felt is I was um, actually very positive about the movie, even though they were not showing the crystal skulls in their true light. Um, It opened up a lot of doors. People didn't really know about crystal skulls prior to that. And even though they showed like a sinister aspect to to the skull, they showed some true aspects about the skull as well. Like the connection with UFOs and things like that. So well, there really wasn't that much sinister stuff. I mean, when you look at it, the skull no. was just trying to find his way back to the collective so they could take off. I right. mean, there was uh, the sinister was the bad guys trying to get to the skull and find out, you know, what the the secret was and, and stuff. But um, it, the skulls itself was kind of like you know neutral. There really wasn't anything sinister. Do you think that could happen though? If all the skulls are, are collected up like that and rounded up, do you think that might? be a possibility that all of a sudden they unite like that and that is what drops the veil to the next dimension yes i definitely i do that but which collection of skulls that will be i don't know i mean there's been gatherings of more than 13 skulls 
at these conferences. They've had hundreds of skulls together, and of course, nothing happened like that. But I think that there is a specific set or sets of skulls that need to come together, that when the right ones do in the right place, that such a happening, taking the world into a higher vibrational frequency is possible. And this is part of the prophecies that some of the indigenous cultures who are connected with crystal skulls talk about. So that feels really comfortable for me, but it's a timing thing, and it's not something that you know somebody can make a, an appointment for and say, okay, on this date, we're going to bring them all together, and this is going to happen. I think it's just going to happen spontaneously, right time, right place, boom. And that's actually, that's what I show in my movie. We have an action-adventure film we have a script for where I show that happening, that spontaneously on a certain day, 13 skulls come together in a certain place in Brazil, and the world transforms into peace instantaneously after that event happens but before it happens there's the good and the bad forces having to fight with each other the bad forces trying to prevent the skulls from coming together and have the power of the skulls and the good forces trying to make sure that everyone comes together in the right time at the right place so I think that has happened in the past and probably to some degree is still going on there are probably some skulls that maybe some governments have, you know, that aren't sharing them with the people or whatever, but eventually it will all work out, and I, and I just, I have this guide who says he's me in our future, and I just see total world peace coming, so I just accept that. Well, let me ask you, if the 2015 date, which is September 2015, come and goes and nothing happens, where do you go from there? Well, I don't really... Um, place value specifically like on the dates I'm just saying the information the guide said I think the concept is sound I think eventually something of this order is going to happen I think I got a little bit of confirmation seeing another book talking about exactly the same thing and you know this medium had not had any conversations with Doris Cannon so I don't try to try to attribute things that they have to happen on a specific date I just think there's a trend going on like, you know, what I was talking about, some differences I'm seeing in 2014. Right. Or my memory from my coma, which, you know, I thought by now this positive uh, event would happen. You know, it hasn't happened yet. We haven't had some group of extraterrestrials totally right. open there yet. Or we haven't had people who've died that are walking the streets, and we've been able to prove that. Right. So I can't well, say... Well, no, no, no. Well, we, you think about it. Ghosts are still walking around the streets... We just don't always see them. No, we don't. But I'm talking about a person coming back in physical embodiment. Like the walking dead. Yes. Yeah. Except, you know, it won't be somebody like a zombie. It'll be a person like us, you know, totally aware. Somebody that was alive before who died, all of a sudden he's alive again. How's that possible? It's you know, possible. One, way to, one way to do that, to fool the masses, is to have like a bunch of dead celebrities really fake their deaths, like Elvis, yeah. Tupac, or Biggie, and have them come back. And be like, see, yeah, we're, we're from the other side. We yeah, did well, die, and that's possible too. Doing. <laughs> but but I think the skull group did have some spirits who did manifest in the physical. They were able to touch, including the head of the group's father came back, and he had a conversation with him. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, interesting. That's interesting. Joshua, we yeah. got to have you back on the show here, my friend. Uh, we're all out of time. I'd love to have you back on, and we can continue our conversation in the near future. Would be my honor and privilege. Always an honor to be here. I am Thank so looking that. forward to it. Absolutely. 
Yep. Guys, uh, we're going to go on a quick commercial break here on Skywatchers Radio. Uh, this has been Joshua Shapiro. Again, go to his website and uh, check out his uh, work. Uh, very interesting stuff on the uh, Crystal Skulls. Uh, we're going to be right back uh, to wrap up uh, the last 20 minutes of the show in a few minutes. Stick around. Uh, again, open lines if you guys want to call in. Any questions you have, please call in and ask. Welcome your calls. We'll be right back on Skywatchers Radio right here on the Dark Matter Radio Network and Pete. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Driving has a rhythm all its own. Don't wreck it with a text. Before you get behind the wheel, silence your phone. Or better yet, designate a texter. For more text-free driving tips, visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ballin' Street? Girlin' Street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. We're rewarding you for something you already do, listening to us. It's radio loyalty, and it's an easy way for you to get free stuff. All you do is sign up. Go ahead and click the banner now. You'll earn points as you listen, points you can trade in for great products and services in the radio loyalty store. You can earn even more points when you share your favorite station with friends on Facebook and Twitter. Radio loyalty, it's free to sign up, so click the banner to join now. Roswell. UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction, are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions. Providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology. Preventative maintenance and networking support. Hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954-973-3374. That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. You're listening to PSN Radio, the best in talk radio 
anywhere on the internet. We're back on Skywatchers Radio right here on the Dark Matter Radio Network and on PSN Radio. That was an interesting segment, to say the least, with uh, Joshua Shapiro talking about the Crystal Skull phenomenon. Alan, you know, it's an, it's an interesting topic. It really is. And it, Look, I had a fascinating time talking to uh, Joshua. Um, I find uh, the whole phenomenon really fascinating and, and interesting, like I said, but uh, I'm not 100% interesting, sold. Interesting, enlightening, I guess. You know, it it is it, it is to some extent. I'm not 100 percent sold on the on the whole thing myself, but I know a lot of people really put a lot of stock uh, into the crystal skull phenomenon and, and really believe in it. Um, you know, what did you think of our segment with uh, Joshua? I think he was definitely entertaining to talk to and interesting to talk to. Um, I've been in front of a crystal skull myself, and you know. While I myself did not communicate with anybody or anything in a higher dimension or a lower dimension or in any other dimension, um, but I, I must admit there were a, there was scientific equipment that was put in front of it or near it, and it had a reaction to it. So um, I guess I'm validating it to some hmm. degree, if that do makes you, sense to you. Do you think there might be something within the the I guess the materials used to make the skulls that might give out some kind of an energy that is kind of put there to trick us and trick our equipment. Like, like maybe it's spliced together with some, with some magnets and we just can't see it because it's so tiny. Um. Yeah, I'm not buying that. Sorry, I'm I just got, saying I, it's, a, it's it's a theory, you know. Yeah, it's I'm as, not buying it. Sorry, it's as no. good a theory as a skull talking to you telepathically. Um. Okay, I'll give you that one. Thank you. No, no, no. I mean, I, yeah. Um, I mean, is the crystal skull maybe a conduit for or a buffer between those that aren't physically here and those that are? I don't know. Um, I, 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 I'm, I don't know. I don't have all the answers. All I could say is um, Yahtzee. Um, <laughs> I don't, the, you know, the, the bigger question, though, about this whole thing is, you know, he's talking about uh, the dead rising. He's talking about... How you know there's the the veil might drop or the spirits might come over, uh, how people see spirits and you know, my question is, one you know if death is not the final step and there is an afterlife and you know we go on to a higher dimension we go to other dimensions, why are so many people stuck between here and the next dimension? Why are so many people reluctant on letting go from this physical reality? Is it, is that next step really that bad or that scary? I mean, um, that never makes sense. My personal opinion. Me. I, I mean, I have an answer to that to some degree from my own doing ghost hunting stuff. My philosophy and my view on that is is that certain places act as what I would call a Faraday cage 
Do you know what a Faraday cage is? No, but enlighten me. It, it's. Uh, have you ever seen the movie Enemy of the State with Will Smith and Gene Hackman? Of course, one of the best movies that Will Smith has ever made. If okay. not the best movie, yeah, it's a good okay. movie. Okay, Gene Hackman put himself to make sure he couldn't be spied upon into a Faraday cage, which was a wire mesh that was grounded, and all his electronics were in it, and no signal came in, and no signal came out. Ah, okay, yeah, now I know what you're talking about, okay. Or let me rephrase it, no energy. I'm thinking that maybe certain places act as a Faraday cage where no energy can get in or get out, and when someone's body expires that electromagnetic energy that caused the brain to function whether you call it the soul whether you call it the energy from the firing of the neurons in the brain when the body expires it either dissipates into the universe becomes one with everything or for some reason one way or another it stays localized in a specific area because of that faraday cage effect because that acts as a I guess a prison or call it what you want and they can't get out of it for some reason. I've noticed that scientifically when, you know, talking to people that do ghost hunting, um, that, uh, limestone is a significant, uh, component for properties and houses that are haunted and castles where the stonework has more quartz crystal embedded into the masonry and stonework t- tends to be more haunted. So um, there's got to be some there's a connection correlation. There. There's a connection yeah. there. And here's a connection, and uh, follow along here with me. Uh, science okay. is, is actually doing studies on not only crystals but water itself, uh, the water molecule, as a possible data storage device. I kid you not. Yes, I've heard of that. Okay, now crystals are a perfect... In fact, you know, you can look at Superman the movie. They use crystals to store data, right, in the movie. There's some science behind that, believe it or not, and science now is actually working on a possibility that crystals could one day actually store data information. Uh, According to them, it's very possible. According to them, water is a possible source to store data. Just think about that for a second. A cup of water has more data storage than the biggest hard drive on the planet right now. This is according to science. They don't know how to use it yet. It's still in very, very early developments. At least they tell us they don't know how to use it yet. But uh, there's a lot of work going into this into these fields. Uh, what if the reason that people are picking up signals or picking up any energy from these skulls is because it's some kind of a residual effect recorded within the crystals uh, from the person who created the skulls, maybe the the channeling. That's how it gets in okay, there. Okay, and but... here, hold on, hold on, hold on. Here's my answer: is, is because it's interactive. It's not a recorded memory. It interacts. It, well, no. Here's the thing: perception is that it's interactive, but it's, if it's just giving you a message over and over again, and you're picking a message up, it's like the Arecibo, the, the message we sent into space about Earth. That's just playing on the loop, right? Say aliens see that, they'll be like, oh, they're trying to reach out to us, they're talking to us. It's, it could be the same thing. They could just be picking up a recorded loop that is that somebody placed there with some kind of technology that you know we don't know about. Hmm. I understand where you're going with this. I just don't know if I agree with it because I don't have all the information. Well, we certainly don't have all the answers. Look, it's just a theory. We obviously don't have all the answers. If we did, you know, the phenomenon would be over. But uh, it's just a theory. And and, and again, look, it's as good a theory as any that I've heard. 
when it comes to this crystal crystal phenomenon. It's it's a good start to Ethereum. Just I don't know. I don't have all the answers. Um, I wish I did. Um, I'm just I just don't know. And uh, I wish some people would call in and comment themselves what they thought of the whole conversation and everything we've heard and said today. Yeah, we're going to be on for another 10 minutes. If you guys want to call in, uh, please do so one more time. I'm, uh, you Last know, chance. I give the number out so many times, Alan, on the show, and I, I'm amazed at how many people are actually listening in and not calling in. I'd really like to get some uh, yeah. feedback from the audience here. You know, folks, we can't see the numbers of how many people are actually listening in here, and we know there's enough of you out there that someone should have the common courtesy to give us a call and tell us what they think on this whole conversation. I mean, just get out of bed, people, and reach over, grab your phone, and dial 786-245-8127. Again, 786-245-8127. Now, in the near future, I am looking into expanding that phone number and maybe getting an 800 number, which I think will be a lot easier for callers. Uh, I think one of the reasons people might not call is maybe they're afraid of the long-distance charge. Even though I'm sorry, there's such if you've a thing got a anymore. cell phone, you got free long. I'm sorry, that's I what call I'm saying. Old Twinkies on that. You got free long distance for every cell phone that's in the country here. I agree, okay. but believe it or not, Come some on. people are still using landline to call. I kid you not, there are people that are using landlines, dude. In fact, we had an issue on PSN earlier tonight where Zod Ryder from the Zod Ryder show, props to him and shout outs to him, couldn't go on the air because right. his guest, who is a legend in radio, Liz Wild, uh, really well known doesn't have Skype, and all she has is a landline. Now, this is a person who's been on AM, AM radio for years, you know, the very well-known person, right. uh, known personality, and she has no idea how to use Skype. Um, I, wow, um, wow. I said the same That's thing. I was like, really? She could not literally do the show tonight because her phone battery was dead, her landline phone battery, because she has a cordless phone and the battery died on it. No cell phone. Wow. All I'm going to say, folks, is wow. You would figure in 2014, nobody would have a landline. But no, people still do. It's amazing. I gave up my landline over a decade and a half ago. Seriously, no joke. Yeah, I believe you. So did I. As soon as I had a really nice phone about 11 years ago, I said, no more landlines. My mother looked at me like, are you crazy? You don't want to have a house phone? Why do I need a house phone? I have a cell phone. If you want to reach me, call me on my cell phone. You can reach me anywhere. I could be on, I could be on the road. I could be at work. I could be on in the bathroom doing some things yeah, in there. Could be on the moon. Anything. Well, I don't think they work on the moon. That'd be interesting though. If we can, you know, maybe Verizon. I don't know. Yeah, okay. they have a good. You know, with plan. all the plugging of products that we're talking about, shouldn't we get paid on this stuff? You know, I it's you like know that'd be a great Verizon. idea. Yeah. Well, if you guys want us to talk about your product or what you do for a living, obviously you can call in and obviously give us a generous donation to talk about you if you want to. Anybody? Is the phone ringing yet? Anybody? Is the phone ringing yet? No? Um, I think there are crickets in the background. I don't know if you heard them. <laughs> it's so quiet we can't even hear the crickets, folks. It is. You guys are terrible. Terrible, I tell you. Oh, somebody right. just informed me that another lady without Skype, um, yeah, she doesn't have Skype either. Yeah. I'm not going to mention the name. I don't want to get anybody in trouble. But, yeah, she doesn't have um, Skype either. Um, but, no, it's not the person ha- I'm talking about. I was talking about Liz Wild, which is, again, an AM radio personality, very well-known. 
extremely, extremely well known worldwide. Um, shocking. They don't, but these people don't have Skype. I'm just, uh, I'm amazed by that. I just know what to tell you. Just like my jaws drops. Yeah, it's, dude, I'm telling you, I was perplexed. Uh, guys, we're going to be back next week right here on Skywatchers Radio. I don't have the, the guest to announce just yet. Um, I'm still kind of in between guests, so I don't want to like say something, and then next week we have a different person, and I look like a liar on air. So we're going to keep that one under wraps, but I did confirm our guest for April 9th. So next month we have a guest confirmation already. Um, we're going to have Alejandro Rojas and Jason McClellan. Uh, they're going to join us here on Skywatchers. They, of course, are the hosts of Open Minds Radio. And uh, Alejandro's been here with us uh, before. And, uh, yeah, always great love having guy. Him I love, yeah. yeah, he's a fun guy to talk to. But what's also going to be interesting is, is I might have a special announcement on a project that I'm working on. Uh, uh, for all you sci-fi geeks out there that I'll be able to announce possibly next week. And you guys will be the first ones to hear it. Now, Angel knows what I'm talking about, um, and it's something really, really cool. But um, And those of you who want to get involved, you might have a chance to get involved. But uh, I can't spill the beans just yet. Not yet. But if you do want more information, please contact us at uh, skywatchersradiotv at gmail.com. Absolutely. Yeah, I hope I didn't... I hope I didn't dangle the carrot too much out there on that. No, 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 that was that was pretty good. That was decent. It's not too bad. Okay, cool, cool, excellent. <laughs> it's a nice little teaser. Excellent. It's a nice little teaser to get us from here to there. Excellent. I I, by the way, so I, I I do like the uh, little speakers you had uh, for us last week. Very cool stuff. Oh, excellent, excellent. Uh, I've got uh, another half dozen left. Who wants one? Um, and if you don't know what we're talking about, we'll put a link up for it. Um, little tiny speaker. It's great to plug into your phone if you're listening via, uh, you know, your cell phone or you're running some type of podcast off your phone. Or if you want to have just a really loud speaker for your laptop because you just got a great laptop. It's just not loud enough for you to play media on. I've got a cute little gadget that I picked up a stack of just to cover uh, really great deals. And I'm letting them go at a steal of a deal. And obviously you can go. Contact us to get that. Uh, and I sound like I'm ranting and raving, so I'll shut up about it right now. Thank you. Please do that, because i got some business to take care of right now. Uh, not okay. your business, but other business. Uh, next, the show after uh, this show, uh, you know, the show ends in a couple minutes, and uh, we don't want right. you to go anywhere. If you're listening to Dark Matter Radio Network, we want you to stay right there. If you're listening to PSN Radio, we want you to stay right there. Listen to the two networks. Uh, next uh, up for uh, PSN Radio, we have uh, the replay of uh, Open Minds Radio that just aired uh, before our show. We replay their show uh, after the show. And stay tuned again to the shows after uh, we go off the air here because uh, there's a lot of good radio on uh, this network. And uh, hopefully next week uh, we'll get some of you guys to call in and participate because, gosh, man, you know, we have a lot of people listening right now, and to go through a whole show with a great guest like Joshua and not have one caller, it's really disappointing. Well, we're disappointed in all you listeners, but keep on listening anyway. There Does that go. make keep sense? That makes a lot of sense. Keep on listening. Uh, everybody, this has been a lot of fun, and uh, next week we'll have a lot more fun uh, with whoever the guest turns out to be. Again, April 9th, Jason McClellan, Alejandro Rojas, bookmark that. Find us on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Skywatchers Radio, and uh, we're going to drop the link in there for the event. Please, uh, you know, go to the event page. Uh, put that you're going to the event. You know, join it. 
you send me, send Alan here, any uh, friend requests you want on Facebook, we'll add you. Uh, please keep up with the show through Facebook and through the website, skywatchersradio.com. Uh, all the, the stuff, all the info, it's all going to be posted on those two places. Uh, anything that comes up, uh, special guests or anything are going to be posted on there. Uh, within the next 24 hours, Alan, I will be putting that video together for my good friend Phil Hill, and that's going to go on the Internet, and that's going to go viral. I'm telling you right now, this is a very creepy case that uh, Phil's going through, and uh, Phil Hill has my full backing and full support on this, and uh, hopefully everybody listening could give him the same kind of support that we're all giving him uh, right here on the show. So, again, if you guys want to send him any uh, positive messages, any well wishes, any supporting uh, words, please do so by either sending it to myself through the uh, Facebook page, or you can send it to him directly. Look up Phil Hill on Facebook, and uh, or as he's better known, UFO Phil. Good guy. Excellent. All right, so we've come to the conclusion of another episode of Skywatchers Radio right here on the Dark Matter Radio Network and, of course, PSN Radio. I want to thank everybody involved, from my co-host Alan Weiler to our guest Joshua Shapiro to our boss Keith Rowland for uh, sticking with us every single week here on Skywatchers Radio. And, uh, again, to all the listeners who have been listening in, uh, sadly you guys didn't call. Please try to interact with the show. We we urge you to call every single week so please next week try to call in we would appreciate your uh, input but it's been a fun week it's been another fun episode and we look forward to being back next week right here with you stick around for more program on both dark matter radio network and on psn radio good night everybody thanks for listening friends (laughs) 